The programme which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, listeners. I'm Leo, and on air tonight is Very Loose Women, Emma. Good evening, Emma. Hello, how's it going? And special guest and sleep aficionado, Harriet. Hi, Harriet. Hello. Survival got me bugging, but I'm alive on arrival. I'll be back to safe for the streets. Stay awake through the ways of the world. A man with a dream with plans to make cream. The song that you just heard is a combination of Wu-Tang Clan's Cash Rules Everything Around Me, or as they call it, Cream, and Fugazi's I'm So Tired, a track from the lesser known and calmer end of their work, Instrument Soundtrack. What an imaginative name for an album. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so it's part of this mashup album. I wanted to play it initially. There are not a lot of times that the Wugazi album ties into our theme. And today's theme is sleep. So Sleep Rules Everything Around Me was the title of that song, a combination of the two, um, those two songs. And so I'm really excited to play that. Um, the album is actually downloadable for free from the Wugazi SoundCloud page. So if you did like that, then um, I recommend you do that because it's free. So why not? This episode, as I said, is all about many people's favorite activity, or at least one of mine, which is sleep. And we're going to be sharing stories of recurring dreams, sleep deprivation, odd encounters in the unconscious, maybe. But first, to get everyone settled, it's time for Gripe of the Week. So Emma, can you start us off on that? Um, so as usual, basically, this is a gripe of every week. I work in a school where I get dissed a lot by the kids like they're just really really rude um or ask me really personal questions and today well actually yesterday I had some some dissing that kind of made me laugh so first they asked me if I lost my virginity to my boyfriend which I thought was inappropriate mm -hmm. and then they asked me if I had a boyfriend which I thought was inappropriate and one of them was like of course not she's got a husband and then they said how many boyfriends have you had which I thought that again that's inappropriate so I switched it on this 12 year old and said how many girlfriends have you had and he shamed me by saying seven so I was like, a bit embarrassed, but I kind of, it harked back to two weeks earlier when I had a bit of a more severe dissing. And I think given that kind of context, actually it was quite a polite dissing. Two weeks ago, one of my children said to me in the middle of a board game, no one will ever love you. Thought, That's quite harsh, but That's it was really followed harsh. up by me saying, well, look, I'm not going to engage with that. And he said, why would I want to engage with you? No one's going to ever want to get engaged to you, which I thought was quite clever. But yeah, so a series of disses is my gripe of the week. That's so awful. <laughs> I feel really sad for you now. I, I know somebody will love me at some point. I think yeah, that's okay. I love you. So I find that supply teaching, which is partly what I do, it's just as a role, you're very, you're kind of a scapegoat for a lot of these child's children's anxieties and anger and I, I just get insulted all day long <laughs> like that's my job my job is basically getting getting yeah, dissed by, by kids who are like half my age 16. but twice my size no no thankfully the people who insult me are smaller than me not that that should make any difference but <laughs> it's still it's still annoying Harriet what's your gripe oh yeah my gripe so this week I really wanted to go and see Joyrides who are one of my favorite bands and they were having a special gig because they had it's their 10th anniversary year so they did 10 gigs this year and um their ninth gig was a gig only for animals so you had to bring pets or kind of general animals that you found in the street if you met a nice pigeon like bring them along and so I decided to collect some ladybird larvae in my garden because they're eating my plants and they're poisonous so I thought they're quite exciting and dangerous you know maybe someone will like them so I got to the park you know I'm cycling 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 got to Brockwell Park 
and the gig was already over, which was really upsetting. Because it lasted how long? And it was 10 minutes long, <sighs> which they said was fair because in dog years, that would be quite a long time. But, you know, my Beatles, it's not their fault that they were late. It was my fault. And they wouldn't do any kind of song for me, so I was really disappointed. And then I was too sad to go to their final gig. So I haven't seen Joyrides for their last two gigs, um, which is really sad for me. And those poor insects. I know. They haven't seen them. They'll never and see them probably. They were take, uprooted from their home as well. Oh, but they live in Brockwell Park now. My garden's like concrete, so they're doing okay. much better. I feel like they've moved up in the world. It's You know, it's Brixton, lovely. So I guess it wouldn't be a gripe for the ladybug love eye. That's yeah. what we're trying to work out. If they were on the show, would you be their gripe of the week? No. You made them miss a gig. Oh, you separated them from their home. Oh, no. Yeah, I would totally. That's really sad. Um, my gripe is that I'm trying to grow my hair out. I'm really wondering if I've already done this one. But I guess it's ongoing. And I'm just not sure what to do with the like varying lengths. It's, I feel like I've got different hair every single day. So I've taken to wearing a wig, which really does solve the problem. And I really enjoy wearing the wig. But for days when I'm not wearing it, especially when I'm teaching, because I won't wear my, my wig to work, I just feel like it's very unruly. That's a common problem for the ages, mm. really. It's hard when you've got short hair and then you want long hair. And you've made always that transition be... before. It was very difficult. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I wouldn't one. do it again. That's anyway, all I've got to say about it. <laughs> on to the main topic of the show, which is sleep. Emma and Harriet, did you sleep well last night? Oh, my sleep was very interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I couldn't possibly say on the radio, but what I will say is I had good intentions of waking up this morning at half past five in order to get a train to work. But half past five came along and I said, no. No, no. Why do you get up so early? What time do you need to be there? It's quite a long story, but I wasn't very near where I work when I woke up. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess recently I've been sleeping quite badly, I think. Yeah, so have I. I've been sleeping terribly. And last night I was sewing up my coat because I crashed my bike the other day and tore my coat nearly in half. I realised I needed to sew it up at 11.30. Apparently that takes like two hours. I didn't know that. So I slept really badly. <laughs> that's not really sleeping because that's from the point where you make the decision to go to bed that's when you can start judging whether or not you sleep well or not yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. I did sleep there. no but getting a tiny amount of sleep isn't sleeping well I think that's but a good point you can be a sleep procrastinator which I think is what I do I procrastinate in everything I do including going to sleep <laughs> so like I put it off put it off put it off I don't know why because then obviously like you go to bed really late you have to get up early and you mm -hmm. have I would say that's a bad night's sleep yeah you made a terrible decision okay. there yeah fair deals I always sleep very well I always make a point of going to bed early. And actually, I find it annoying when I do have a partner or when I have in the past. If they're like fiddling around the room, I always just want to get to sleep. And so it's like negotiating. Well, one, if they're fiddling around in the bed, like if they're on the computer. We all know what you meant, Leah. Yeah. That's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was shuffling around. No, that's even worse, actually. No, like, like watching a movie or something, the sound is oh, going to yeah. bother me. But that, that said, I, I do sleep very well, kind of regardless and through everything. You're quite a big sleeper. I, I'm yeah. a big fan of sleep. Like, I like party sleep. My, I do sleep at parties. Yeah, that's true, actually. I, and yeah, so maybe noise doesn't bother me too much. I just, alcohol makes me sleep. Being under a duvet, being warm makes me sleep. So I'll fall asleep if the temperature rises and I will f drift off. Digesting food also makes me sleep. <laughs> a lot of things make me sleep. And the job that I've had for the past few weeks, I've been having to get up at like six, sometimes like a bit earlier than six. And so when I get home at like four or five, I just need to nap until I have a nap, which brings us quite 
neatly onto our next topic, which is napping. Do either of you nap? I nap a lot and it doesn't help. It actually makes me feel worse and I don't I still do it. I like just get in my bed the minute I get home from school, have a little nap, wake up really groggy, regretting my nap. I think napping is one of the most difficult things in the world to get right. Yeah, and I I've not nap. I've not perfected God, a nap. And I've nailed it. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know I was so skilled. It's a skill. It's a skill. <laughs> I can't skill. nap. I tried to nap for twenty minutes. I put an alarm on and like an hour and a half later I wake up sad and it's dark outside and I'm like, What happened? Oh no, but that's great. That's a good nap, isn't it? An hour and a half? That's terrible. Okay, that's no, not I the suck right length for a nap. Suck at napping. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> Napping really should be twenty minutes, I've heard. Is that accurate? It's meant to be twenty minutes, yeah. Yeah, so there are sleep pods that you can book for twenty minutes for twelve dollars apparently in America, according to an article in the Guardian you just go in and nap and the article actually made this point that because you're paying for the nap it's not seen as something that is lazy it's seen as something like you're on the go which I thought was quite quite an odd reversal of the situation but I guess what is the what is the issue of sleeping loads like why is that seen as being really lazy don't people get depressed when they sleep a lot but sometimes you need to sleep a lot yeah yeah and I don't think we live in a a kind of society where it's okay to sleep loads. No, people seem to think it's terrible. They think it's great if you sleep six hours and get up and go to the gym. I think it's part of this whole you should be doing loads of stuff thing, particularly mm. in London. Everyone wants to be running around all the time. No, I think sleep's great. I want to sleep all the time. <laughs> it's lovely. It is, it is an absolutely lovely thing. There's another thing that I read about, which is polyphasic sleeping patterns. And one of you has a story about a friend who's done this. Yeah, our friend. Actually, it's both of our friends. I was living with him at the time and he was doing what's called, I think it's called the Ubermensch sleep pattern. That's quite scary. It's quite a scary name. It's it's from Nietzsche. It's meant to be scary because it's the end of humanity as we know it. So (laughs) it's kind of intense. But he was doing the sleep pattern because he was doing a physics degree and he had loads of work. I think you only do a three-hour stint or something and then you do little tiny naps, but you have to nap at exactly the same time. And so he found it really difficult because someone once woke him up and he had absolutely flipped out. And this is kind of what happens to me when I don't get enough sleep. I will lose my temper. So I kind of don't think polyphasic sleep is very good for me or, or for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not something you can control that much, like when you can lie down, unless you're doing a PhD yeah. or something. Not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because, you, you know, you have access... You can plan your day as you like, or if you're a freelancer, then maybe you can start doing polyphasic sleeping. But then would you need to in those situations because you can organize your night sleep? Well, that's the point. Like, what would your ideal ideal sleep pattern be? Because I reckon I would, like, get up a lot later than I get up. Yeah. I think I was properly trained by boarding school. Like, I think I'm happier waking up at, like, seven or eight. Six is too early, for sure. Mm. But seven or eight, as long as I get to bed on time, by 11, I'm fine. I'd like to yeah. do 2 a.m. till 11 a.m. Really? Oh, yeah. No, I don't like that. No, I, I do- think maximum amount of daylight hours is the best for me. I don't like the daylight between 9 and 11. It's rubbish. <laughs> I like the kind of daylight they warn you about on suntan lotion bottles. Like the really strong <laughs> stuff. Perfect <laughs> Yeah, this is a my very good beautiful hour. description. Um, can we quickly talk about sensory deprivation? Yes, we because can. Because I have a little story about it. And also yeah. because I remember hearing that like one hour in like a sensory deprivation or what are the other words for it? It has other names. Are you talking about like a float tank? Yeah, like a flotation tank. Do you know you know what I mean? The like you get in those like it's like a kind of little pool and you're on your own and like a little tank that's just like a little pool of like, I don't know, like I've, water? I've been in one of them and it, it just didn't feel magical or special or anything. Oh. So I've heard that like one hour in there, like one hour of sleep in there is equivalent to like four normal hours. I'm sure that doesn't that's mean anything, whatever. Because my dad used to tell me that if you sleep before midnight, those hours are worth twice as much. Yes, it's I not true. It's definitely not true. It might be true. totally a lie. Well, be, yeah, I'm not saying I agree with these statements, but I'm just saying I've heard that. And also... 
I know that one of my friends who went into um, deep deprivation, sensory deprivation thing, he was he's kind of like a big stoner. I would describe him as like someone who gets stoned quite regularly. And when he came out of it, he just looked the most stoned I've ever seen him look. But he wasn't. I quite like but to try not. one. Is it, aren't they used by... There's a superhero that sleeps in one of those, isn't there? I thought Robin Williams was really into them, but I might have made that fact up. Really? I feel like he had a tank in his house. But I had a, a different, kind of more stressful story about um, the sensory deprivation tanks. So a friend of mine, um, recently her, her one of her friends started working in like a spa-type centre that has like those sensory deprivation um, tanks. And she said to her, oh, you should come and have a go. Like, I'll set you up, but come in for free. Like, have a little session. Like, it's quite fun. So this friend of mine was like, okay, I'll go. I'll give it a go. And she was told you're going to hear like some music right at the beginning so you know that's when it's starting and then like your session will start and there'll be music right at the end so you know like you know it's time to get out or whatever mm. so just go and get changed over there and then like you can go in so my friend like went and got changed heard this like music sound so got in and like all of a sudden there was like always like splashing of water the water levels rising and it was dropping and it was really noisy making all these whirring like unpleasant oh. sounds and she was just finding it really really stressful and thinking like this is supposed to be relaxed mm-hmm. and it went on for a while and the water was like changing temperature and like going up and down and like it was all very strange so eventually she kind of got out after about you know 10 minutes or something just thinking like I'm finding this quite stressful and went and said to her friend oh like I don't I just I found it quite unpleasant like I don't think I really want to continue the hour and so her friend was like oh I wonder what's happened like let's go and investigate and basically it turned out she'd heard the end music so when she came in it was actually for a washing cycle oh, so it was like it was washing itself oh my goodness <laughs> and she would just lie in there with all this water it was like it just um, oh. yeah and a friend was like oh but you could have another go like now we've worked out all the issues and she just really no. wasn't into it but I was really I mean it's really context dependent though isn't it because everyone wanted to go to the wave like to the swimming pool when the wave machines were on and it sounds kind of like that so it's true but if you're if you're expecting a relaxing <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I don't know, exactly. somber experience and it's not what you want. So anyway. I've got a few quick fire questions for you both. Okay. Um, okay. So do you prefer sleeping alone or with a person or people or animal? With a person. <laughs> it depends on the person. Also, sometimes it depends what way you're facing. I like sleeping with someone if our faces are not touching. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I wouldn't be okay with that. See, I actually sleep with a cat most nights. Um, because he climbs under the covers and pops his head out like a little person. It's kind of, it's really weird. Um, (laughs) But I do prefer sleeping with a person generally. If they move around too much, you just move them to the other side. It's fine. Just Mm. tell them to go away a bit. Also, if it's winter time, then it's warmer with another person. That's true. Mm. Yeah, I do like people for their heat facilities. But but, but I I think I do get a better night's sleep on my own. Also, if you sleep with a sleep talker, often they say really funny stuff that you can like record and then tell them. Like what? I don't know. Like I remember sleeping, someone that I was sharing a bed with, um, who was like an English teacher. I remember him just like talking about grading papers, like in the middle of sleep, like waking up and being like, that's a very good point about and we were just talking about and also someone else I remember like I kind of it was a someone that I was dating at the time and I got into bed with them um, and he'd already been asleep so I must have like startled him a bit so he sat straight up put on his jumper and was like we're going to the gym we've got to go to the gym and like wouldn't be like convinced that we weren't going to the gym he was wearing this like huge like winter jumper and like insisting on going to the gym and it was just really odd I was like we're we definitely not it's like 3am plus yeah. I would never go to a gym no, my ex used to wake me up periodically punching the wall, screaming, I'm going to get them, those fascists. Whoa. And like, this would happen quite regularly. And I was like, is there, you know, what were you dreaming about? He could never remember. Wow. Sounds like yeah. a dream about fascists. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah it does. <laughs> but who Sounds are quite fascists? specific. Yeah. Um, what about pyjamas? Yes or no? No. Depends. Always. I always wear pyjamas. No, never. Eye masks. Never. No, no. no me neither. They're just a hassle. Creepy. And I like a really heavy duvet as well. 
I've only very recently discovered hot water bottles and it's changed my life. Oh, that's nice on my feet. Yeah. Not for the summer months. Yeah, apparently electric blankets are the thing. An old lady told me they're better than sex. Uh, no, I tried an electric blanket. Depends who you're having sex with. Yeah, that really does. And <laughs> I, I just got so scared that it would set my house on fire. So I never <laughs> used it. Now I just keep it in the cellar. Have you ever not been able to sleep? Have you got, had any, ever had any issues around that? And what are your tips for getting to sleep? I always have problems going to sleep. Yeah. So yes, quite often. If I'm like worried about something or I know that I'm going to have to do something horrible the next they like go to work then I can have trouble sleeping yeah it takes me hours to get to sleep sometimes like if I'm nervous if I've got a job interview it just doesn't happen oh I've got some tips for you both yeah. I've only not been able to sleep once um, and that was before weirdly a French oral and I speak French so I don't really know why I was worried about that my different techniques my mum told me when I was quite young that like if you pretend to be asleep and you just lie down then your body will think that you're asleep which isn't true but it was very helpful for getting to sleep now I'm just like out like a light anyway it doesn't matter other tips no screens yeah no, no caffeine after 6 p.m yeah have you got any other ones yeah. You had one. Well, we I were, did. One Wanking does help you sleep. I just, I'd say across the board. Oh, there's sometimes yes. that wakes you up. Yeah, I've heard this. Never for me. Not for me either. No. I go straight to sleep. Yeah. It's great. But yeah. my, mom, my mom said she's a sleep therapist. So she writes these weird tapes where she lulls people to sleep. And I listened to one once and I, I can't do it, obviously, because it's my mom. I just laughed for like half an hour and found it really annoying. But she said if you switch each part of you off one by one, so you like send your feet to sleep as it were and then your legs and then your you know your waist etc and go up and up and up and mm. apparently that's supposed to help just because that's so boring doing all that <laughs> yeah, definitely having hot feet i feel gets me to sleep so that's yeah. why having a hot shower before bed go straight to sleep but then i realized that everything sends me to sleep so on to the next topic which is dreams and nightmares emma yes well i think because harriet and i were both saying that We've actually both had really bad sleep recently and mm. that's helped us at least to remember our dreams. Yeah, I've So that's been the added bonus of, uh, of that. But what I want to ask is, has anyone ever had any recurring dreams? We've had a couple sent in by listeners, but did you have any you want to talk about? Any recurring dreams or recurring themes in dreams? Yeah, I have more recurring themes. So like the last two weeks, I haven't been able to sleep very well at all. And I have this recurring kind of surreal sci-fi apocalyptic future theme running through my dreams. It's very strange. There's been man-eating plants. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was really terrifying. We had to kind of set fire to them with flamethrowers. And it was kind of a bit like, have you played Laser Quest? Yeah, of course. It was a lot like laser quest and you had to clear zones and this was for work but then it ended on my bed but my bed was on top of a building in a new york skyline and my boyfriend was dangling his my ex-boyfriend was oh was dangling his feet off <laughs> that's the one for freud <laughs> yeah <laughs> hello freud um, he was dangling his feet off the bed and we were talking about how we don't love each other anymore um and i but i was really concerned about him at the same time um but also yeah houses that move like bricks um so they're kind of square and move up and right and left to meet each other and that's how you see people sounds very involved they're very strange yeah i got shot in that one i told you i got shot in the back it was very unpleasant so i had one with teeth where like teeth would fall out i don't really get that so much anymore but apparently it's concerns about wealth about like that sounds like you yeah (laughs) (laughs) well a lot of my stingy bags over here um and then the other one is driving but actually when i started taking driving lessons so i did fail my license twice but when i started taking lessons and felt kind of comfortable in a car not comfortable enough to pass the test but just generally comfortable i stopped having dreams about oh no i'm suddenly driving and i don't know how to drive for obvious reasons that stopped 
by learning to drive. But my sister was having nightmares. She said she started keeping a dream journal and her recurring dreams went away once she started writing them down. It's interesting. So maybe she faced her fear. Do you have a dream from Steve Ocean? I do have a... That's a very specific question, Emma. <laughs> I, just, I had a sense. <laughs> I will read out the dream from Steve O. He sent it in. He's one of our listeners. And he said that he has a recurring dream. I will quote now, since I was 18, that I am not ready for my A-level chemistry exam. It's always that exam and the same thing happens. He took geography at university, I should add. Anyway, I haven't been to classes all year and my teacher or my friend will say, you've let your standard slip. I then realized I won't get into Oxford. I Googled it once and I'm sure it's one of the most common ones, along with my other one, which is that I'm late. But no matter what I do, I land up being further from where I need to be. Well, this reminds me of my recurring dream, which so it sounds like, you know, that's a classic anxiety dream. And I basically I think when I did my master's and I had to write a thesis, I found it really, really stressful. A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of all nighters. So that was some bad sleep because that situation was quite stressful for me. And like, I think it scarred me a little bit of like having to get all that work done in a really short space of time and not really feeling prepared. I since then, in any kind of like anxious moments, end up having the same dream of like, I've got to write my thesis. It's like the day before and someone comes up to me and they're like, Emma, you know, you, you need to get your, your thesis finished. And I'm like, oh, yeah, can you just remind me what it's about? And they'll always <laughs> say these really obscure things. And the one that I really remember was it's about saltwater crocodiles. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that, that's cool. I know nothing about that. And I remember like having to like then rush to the library in my dream and like spend all day like learning about saltwater crocodiles so I can write this you know, masterpiece. So yeah, I definitely have that like academic anxiety dream that I think. It's interesting you talk about. about all-nighters because I did like more or less a whole year of doing one all nighter a week. And I don't think anything has made me more depressed than that in my life. Mm. It, it's really like, for me, a full night's sleep is worth everything just because of how I ended up feeling after like re- repetitively not sleeping one night a week. It would clear up my whole schedule, but then like, it's just not, it's just not worth it. Pressures, just don't do it. Yeah, it's astonishing how bad it is for you, mm. actually. Like, I, it took me a long time to realize that was what was making me so sad was mm. not getting enough sleep and then waking up and being like, why? We have another dream sent in by a listener. Mm. Let's hear the dream. Um, Daniel says, I used to have a really bizarre recurring dream. It was an aesthetic dream. I would describe it as kind of visual, but not explicitly visual, somewhat tactile, or also somewhat auditory, but. <laughs> Analogously, not explicitly. Best I can describe it is though I was leaning out of a vehicle, traveling at high speed and had my face close to the road. It was like what you would see if you did that, but it would alternate from a smooth surface rushing rushing by to a textured texture surface rushing by. This is very com- complicated. Because, and I know this is weird to say, it was not entirely visual. I can never work out from what direction to what direction it was moving, but it moved fast. Probably more left to right than right to left, though. When the state, I love this, when the state is poetic, when the state changed to the rougher texture state, it would cause me anxiety. Oh, and I would often awake much like a nightmare. Now that I'm an adult, I don't have that dream anymore. Mm. Maybe it's also about learning to drive. Mm. Very, very strange dream. But I think I didn't understand everything there. I didn't understand most of what I read out. But I think it was a lot about surfaces, textures, the feeling of like movement. Mm. I don't really know. But what I found interesting about it was a kind of like weird sensory nature Mm. because it reminded me somewhat of like a dream you told me about, which I thought was quite funny of like, you're feeling, you know, sometimes in a dream you just know something. So you look at something and you're like, well, I know that book is my brother's book that like his grandfather gave him when he turned yeah. three, even though like no one said that in the dream. It's not been made explicit, but like you have this knowledge. No, yeah, yeah, this deep inner knowledge. Yeah, I had this, I had a really weird dream about zombies. Um, it was a zombie apocalypse. I was quite preoccupied with zombie apocalypses at the time. And I had a weapon in every room, including the bathroom, just in case it occurred. And people used to be a bit weirded out by our hammer in the bathroom, but it was, it was very practical. So I had this dream where the zombie apocalypse actually happened. Incidentally, there was a bit where the the bathroom flooded and um, I had sex 
my housemate. That was really weird. But later, we came out of the bathroom and there were loads of zombies there and he needed a weapon to fight them off. And I suddenly became rolled up magazines. And I have tried for a very long time to explain to people what feeling like I was rolled up magazines was. I can't really expect, I just was. Like, you can't really tell people what it's like to be a magazine. <laughs> It's not something you can explain. It sounds like a real struggle. (laughs) No one knows how it feels to be a roll-up magazine. I want people to know. But it's kind of what we were saying about the logic of dreams. They follow their own kind of weird, like strange logic that's not really um, easy to articulate in words. Uh, I had a really quick question. So so, so people who speak or use other languages, so obviously, Leo, you're a French speaker. Harriet, you can sign BSL. Mm-hmm. Do you dream in those languages? And the reason I ask it is I remember seeing an interview with, and I don't want to say anything about anything else that's going on with this person, but Johnny Depp. And I remember because he moved to France and he said, he was asked in an interview, do you dream in French now? And he said, yes, but I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really funny. I find that language doesn't really come into it because it's not in a language. Yeah. It's like in dream language. So it's like you understand things and people say things, but it's not, you don't like put a label on it. Yeah, I never remember things that people have said, like explicitly said. I often remember writing, but not anything that anyone verbalizes. But then I've started like watching a film with friends and then I haven't noticed that there aren't subtitles on it. And everyone's like, I'm not understanding this. So like, I think I don't register what language is unless I consciously say, oh, this is this language. Okay, we need to wrap up because time is running out fast. But I have one question. If you have a dream about someone, especially a sex dream, do you have to tell them about it? I don't think you have to tell them about Should it, but you? I like it when people tell me about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't think people will. No, I think like I think when I have sex dreams, which is not that often, they're often about people that I don't actually fancy. Yeah. They're very rarely about people that I actually am sexually attracted to. Yeah, I so agree. I would tell them. I usually tell people. And that is all we have time for tonight. So thanks very much for listening. That was our episode on dreams. Uh, this was Very Loose Women, and we're about to play Devo Deep Sleep. Thank you, Harriet, and thank you, Yaya. Thanks.